Praise the Lord. <laughs> Technical issues. We don't know how to use computers. Uh, nothing new here. Okay, good. <laughs> Super glad that only took seven tries. <laughs> First episode, what are we called? Sorry, I was drinking my beer. <laughs> um, so if that tells you how my day was, uh, this, <laughs> this is Get Outer Here. Um, I think that's pretty catchy if I do say so myself, but I like whatever. it. It was workshopped. Okay, I'm here for it. But yeah, full send. I'm I'm down because, like you said, we're going to talk about a shit ton of things. So, yeah, aliens, uh, cryptozoology, all like the unexplained, unexplained, creepy stuff that my friends are probably like tired of hearing me talk about. Like every time we go out, uh, another well, outlet for literally that. Literally, my friends, I text them. I'm like, so UFO sighting or what? Did y'all hear about <laughs> it? And like, no, and I'm like, and they're like, cool. oh I'll my gosh, cool. no. <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, well then read this article and yeah. So let me know what your thoughts are. I send them all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, anything from conspiracy to like, oh my God, they probably are so tired of getting my like TikToks that are from like conspiracy <laughs> TikTok and alien TikTok because they'll hey, send me. What? Speaking of TikToks, how do we meet? <gasps> TikTok. Shout yes. out to the TikToks <laughs> that, uh, you know, just got banned or whatever. Oh, um, it's maybe. Okay, well, if it did, RIP, uh, go on. It'll work itself out. Yeah, exactly. But shout out to you because, okay, I'm just going to say it. I was like purposefully looking for you, but like I got onto TikTok after listening to, and that's why we drink. <laughs> hi, Em. Hi, Christine. Uh, <laughs> as if they're going to hear this. But um, I literally I TikTok searched. I know. I TikTok searched ATWWD. And I was like, God, I wonder what kind of people listen to this. And like, I know they have a ton of listeners, but I was like, who listens to this? And then I saw yours. And then as soon as you said, I know who the Zodiac killer is, I was like, oh, <laughs> let me comment. And then you said alien podcast. I was like, where has this girl been all my life? That's what I <laughs> and need you to were know. like, you were like, do you actually want to start like an alien podcast? And I'm like, haha, I do. And then we're like, wait, are we both serious about this? I thought we uh, sealed the deal in the TikTok comments. <laughs> exactly. That's where it all started. You can go find that video. I'm sure if TikTok's not banned. It's still up. Yes. Uh, a budding <laughs> friendship slash podcast relationship. I'm here for it. I am. Yeah, I love it. Also, super into um, it. My husband actually asked me, so I gave him a little preview. He was like, what are you covering? And I told him, and I probably pronounced like 17 things wrong. And then he was like, what is she covering? Um, and I was like, I can't pronounce it, but I know the movie <laughs> that it's based off of called Devil's Pass. So the names that I have written in here, like I tried to like say the names of all the people that were involved. And these names are like, if everyone wasn't named like the same first name, I would have a problem. Okay, well, see, on mine, I literally have, like, the name, and then I have that crazy, like, how you pronounce it, breakdown yeah. of it. And I'm like, so if you hear me stumbling, mind your business, because <laughs> it's just going to be fun. And excuse my dog barking in the background, because she's uh, rude. So, uh, She can be invited to the podcast. 10 out of 10. We need, like, a mascot or something, so I'm here for it. Your um, dog. My dog is, like, a rug with eyes. I don't even know where she is, but she's so uh, quiet. That sounds fantastic, though. <laughs> I bet she is so cuddly. She is. Um, oh, cool. So our theme this week is going to be why we wanted to start a creepy podcast. So I'm really excited to like hear what you have to say. And I'm really excited about mine, too. I'm excited because I feel like, okay, I'm going to be honest. First off, let me also say we've been talking for almost five minutes and we have yet to say our names. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's typical. Um, so go ahead. Introduce yourself. My name is Kelly. 
And I am Ashlyn, um, and that's L-Y-N for anyone that can't hear me well, uh, but you can call me Ashley or Ashton or literally girl, or I mean, <laughs> if you don't even listen to this, it won't matter. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's all good to go. But um, like I was saying, yeah, I'm super excited. I feel like yours is just going to like blow mine out of the water 100%. Like when you sent me a picture of your notes, like going through them, and I'm like, wow. Yours have like so many notes. Mine are like handwritten chicken scratch and yours have like these like cute little like typed out like designs at the top. But I'm like, I think this is oh going to like God. foreshadow. I literally, okay. Well, listen, mine were handwritten as well and they looked a little janky. So I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to read these. So since I literally like had nothing to do at work, I was like, I'm going to put little Saturns as the bullet <laughs> point and call it a day. They are so, so cute though. Mine is chicken scratch. <gasps> Well, you know what? Workshop it, girl. We will have like a full template before you know it. Oh, for we can sure. Just share it. This organization so. can only go up. That's what I'm telling myself. Like it has to get better. <laughs> like it has to. I mean, I feel like for starting out, we're pretty solid. I, I feel know. Like. Um, we're at a good, like on a scale of one to 10, I feel like we're probably a solid four and a half, five. I was going to say four. Yeah, we're doing pretty well. Um, I don't know what you're okay. supposed to do. So, you know. I think we're you know what? making good Life choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? How are we going to get into it? I think this is going to like determine who goes first the whole time, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yes. Is, is Halloween Ooh. your favorite season though? Like with all the spooky stuff? I would say yes, but I will be honest, even though I do love a good spook, um, Christmas is top tier. Yeah. I prefer Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, it's just something about putting a Christmas tree up. My serotonin levels just whoop oh, straight yeah, through the roof for sure. And like, oh, you can't, you just can't be. Well, I mean, you can be because mm, look who's talking. But <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's hard to be, you know, miserable around a Christmas tree, that especially is if it's fair. like you have the lights on, it's cozy. I mean, it's just great. Exactly. I, live in, have, I live in Texas now, so like you can still go outside. I used to live in Wisconsin. It was like negative forty in the winters. And I'm yeah. like, I hate Christmas. And now I'm like, I'm in Texas. Like we're good. Okay. So how cold does it get there? Cause I'm in South Carolina and Christmas, the coldest we usually get is like probably high twenties. Like negative or positive? Girl, positive. Oh. We don't get no <laughs> negative numbers around here. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the same here, but I was in Wisconsin for the past four years and oh my gosh, I wanted to get out of there. For a lot of reasons, but like Christmas is one of them. Wait, I have so. another question to bring it back to the aliens. Okay. How much of like a believer are you? Like, are you like a hundred percent? Like, yes, aliens are here or like a zero percent? Like 100%. What? I'm just girl, checking. Okay. Listen, we'll probably have a whole episode dedicated to this, but girl, I wouldn't get a UFO abducting a cow <laughs> on my leg for nothing. Like I am full send 100% aliens are real. Also. Listen, I'm not even fronting with you. I genuinely think my ass has been abducted. What? I'm not going to lie. Because I could probably talk about that for at least 30 minutes alone. I'm just going to like stick a mic on you for like three hours and just be like, okay, talk. Yeah. Talk about this. Talk about your supernatural experiences. I want to be abducted. Girl, it is so... I refuse... Okay. So I'm going to just give a little tidbit here. Did you ever hear that like... And I don't know. I watch a lot of alien documentaries. I don't know if you do. Yeah. But... um. If, you know, some people associate abduction with, like, sleep paralysis. Yeah. Okay, girl, listen. It, I used to have sleep paralysis, like, once a week. 
And anytime I would, girl, I refuse to open my eyes. I am not looking. Uh Uh-uh, I refuse. No, that's when you see, like, the aliens. Exactly. Like, girl, that's why also I have this UFO tattoo now, so I'm hoping next time they abduct my ass, they're like, oh, she's a real one. Okay, we'll let her slide. We'll keep her. Imagine if, (laughs) like, the tables were turned and you, like, abducted, abducted someone and, like, they had a picture of, like, you on their leg and then you'd be like what just happened i would be this like that would be iconic are you kidding (laughs) but no yeah that's a story for another episode because girl i was freaked the freak out bro well now i am i don't have any alien stories well count yourself lucky in some aspect also i have this weird thing on my side like if i go out in the sun or like i get really hot say like i take a really hot shower um, it turns red and it's literally in the shape of an alien head. Yeah, you are one of them. Like, you're not even human. I know. And people <laughs> don't believe me. And I'm like, okay, call me Starseed because this is some real shit, dude. I'm not kidding. That could be like a Patreon so, tier. Look at your side after a shower. Yeah. Slide us $2. Let's start <laughs> with $2. And I will show you my side looking like an alien head. <laughs> I mean, literally, it has, like, the eyes and everything. It's freaking weird, dude. That's wild. I don't have any alien I stories. I have ghosty stories, but they're not anywhere near as interesting. I wish I had ghosty stories, because mine aren't interesting either. <laughs> like, the two I have are not interesting at all. I have one true crime so. story, which is pretty fun. Just that I used so, to, like, cut also, through a murder scene every day. And I'm uncultured, except for my alien story. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty cultured. That's, like, the ultimate cultured, because it's, like, not even an earthly culture. It's, like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm intergalactic. Call it what you want. Yeah, like, uh, when people, like, go to Italy, they're like, oh, I'm so cultured. Be like, yeah. We're gonna have so much to talk about, honestly. I was a little nervous. We were gonna be a little dry. Um, just because... Like we said, we met over TikTok. We've never met each other in person. I think we've had one FaceTime encounter yeah, before it. this. And we're just like, all right, balls to the wall. Like, we're going for it. So. I mean, why not? Like, I love conspiracy theories. I have, like, a list on my phone of my favorite ones. Oh, my God. Literally me at work. I'll just be scrolling. And I'm like, uh-uh, not this. <laughs> and then I get in a rabbit hole. And then I'm just, like, lost. Same. So. Except I can't, like, be on my phone at work because, like, since I lost my other job from COVID, I'm, like, in customer service. And, like, I can't just, like, look at my phone. So I'm talking Ooh. to, like, random customers about, like, so the Titanic. Well, they're like, ma'am, I just want my avocado. If I went to go get an avocado, which I wouldn't because I don't like avocados, unfortunately. What? But, um. No, I don't. I think it tastes like wet grass. Friendship over. Okay, blocked. Got it. (laughs) Got a blast. (laughs) But like if if my cashier or whoever's checking me out or helping me was like, do you want to hear a conspiracy theory? I'd be like, say less. Yeah, like, of course I do. I'm the girl who will always bring my tarot cards to bars. Like I've been reading tarot for a couple of years and I have like a little box of like a pendulum and like um, like, oh. like healing crystals and my tarot cards. And I just like, will follow people at bars and be like, do you want your tarot read? Well, oh my God. I want mine read. Are you kidding? I'll have to read yours. We'll have to record it. Yes. Oh girl. Oh girl. That's going to be a good one because I've always wanted that read. Have you never done like, it? Oh, no, never. I've had it done a couple times on me and like, it works pretty well. And then I got these cards like a three years ago at Christmas, then I've just been obsessed ever since. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna have to do that because I haven't done it yet. (laughs) I was reading like a friend of a friend of a friend. So like I had never met this girl and I accidentally brought up like a cheating situation that I didn't know about what everyone else knew about. (laughs) And uh, and then like everyone was just looking at me and I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, literally, that's wild. It's oh my god, the closest thing I've gotten was to like getting on witch TikTok. Ooh, and they like, 
okay, this is for me. <laughs> I fall this is so, so relevant. hard into it. Whatever, I'm here for it. Yeah, might as well fall for it. What else is there to do? That's what I'm saying, because witch talk, I'm telling you, that's, that is hardcore. Like, I saw this guy rub an egg on him and then crack it, and he was like, you see that? That means someone put a hex on me. And I was like, oh. what? Yes. She, he, like, rubbed an egg, not cracked, like, straight out of the fridge on him, cracked it in some water. And if it has, like, these little web-like things, that means someone put, like, bad juju or a hex on you. And you have to, like, cleanse yourself. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to rub an egg on me. What the heck? BRB, gotta go check something real quick. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should probably actually. <laughs> I love how we were like, um, yeah, we'll probably do, like, 10 minutes each. I know. We were like, let's <laughs> make it a half hour. And it's minutes. already been a half an hour. Yeah, love that for us, honestly. Do you know how to edit a well, podcast shorter? Ooh, girl. No, but I think Philip does. So uh, shout out to Philip. Philip, your he husband? Does edit our yes, address. that is my address husband. Address all um, complaints to Philip. Yeah, if it sounds like garbage, at Philip. <laughs> so it's not us. It's him. It's not us, okay. Philip. Okay. So you said you yeah. want to go first? We, yeah, I'll go first. Okay. So excited. Okay. I'm uh, listening. Woo. Okay. So honestly, since we're on the verge of TikTok, that's kind of how I chose this topic because I don't know if you saw the TikTok, but um, it was these girls that did the rando nodding or whatever. Did you ever see that? Yeah, trend I did. I did it one time. It didn't go as fun as I thought it would. Oh, bummer. I know. Uh, well, they apparently did like the manifesting scary or I don't know what they manifested, but they showed up to this like abandoned place. I think it was like a abandoned house or something. And then when they walked out the back, they heard this woman screaming in the woods and someone like duetted the TikTok and was like, oh, girl, y'all know the legend of the Wendigo or I couldn't figure out how to pronounce this. So we're going to go with Wendigo. Um, so yeah, that's how I chose this, uh, topic for today. That's awesome. I only know a tiny bit about the Wendigo. Um, but I first heard of it when I was on a run, like through the woods on a path. And I was like, this is going to be how I die. Like, this is like telling me that it is coming. I actually learned a lot when I was doing the notes and stuff for this. So I hope you find it somewhat and the people listening all, you know, three of them that'll (laughs) probably listen for the first episode. I hope they find it interesting. I have three people lined up to watch it. Um, so that's three right okay, there. So I have like four. Okay. Seven. We might break double digits. I'll just make so uh, I'm pumped. my friends listen to it twice. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> cool. Love that. So, all right. So basically I wanted to start this um, Wendigo little story with the origin and kind of some background information just so everyone can kind of get a grasp of where it's coming from, what it is. So this basically is an... Algonquian Native American legend, and the Algonquian Native Americans were amongst the most numerous and extensive Native American groups in North America. Um, They were actually located along the Atlantic coast and the Great Lakes region, which I had no idea because they don't teach us stuff like this in school. Thank you, public education. Hey, they do in Wisconsin (laughs) because they have to teach us how to um, pronounce the names of everything. Like the Wisconsin town names are literally just like they haven't changed since the Native Americans lived there. And you have to like (laughs) be like, oh, girl, what? Yeah, no, we don't. uh, We know Cherokee and that's about it. They teach us like all like that. Like I lived in Pewaukee. Oh. Yeah, no, we don't have nothing like that here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. We, like, we learn, like, the very basics, but we learn how to, like, say the names and, like, where they lived and stuff. Hmm. Okay, Dan. <laughs> so, the Algonquians believed that the Wendigos would devour humans and human flesh to survive the harsh winter, and they were commonly referred to as cannibalistic humanoids. 
Um, I also found out that Wendigo is roughly translated to evil spirit that devours mankind, which, you know, we love a straight to the point definition. Yeah. What a nation. Yeah. Super hardcore. Like that sounds like a Tumblr page. I'm loving it. Sounds like my Tumblr page Um, when I was like in sixth grade. (laughs) Okay. Same though. Um, And then I actually wrote a note saying the Wendigos are similar to another mythological creature. um, And these are known as the stone coats found in legends from the Iroquois tribe. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the stone coats? I have not. Okay, cool. Cause me either. That's why I made a little side note about what they were. Okay. So, um, the stone coats apparently are described as being about twice as tall as humans with their bodies covered in rock hard scales that repel all normal weapons. They are associated with winter and ice and they hunt and eat humans. In some legends, the stone coats were once human and became cannibal monsters as a curse punishing them for evil deeds like the Wendigos of Chippewa mythology. In other legends, stone coats were never human, but were a tribe of primordial man-eating monsters created by Flint, which I think Flint is kind of like one of their warrior, you know, legends or something like that. Flint, like the rock? So, uh, Flint, as in like when I looked him up, he was supposed to be like a brother to a warrior. Okay. So that's also a I rock. tried to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I know that, but I was like, I have no idea. So I, if y'all know what that is, um, hit us up, let us know, because <laughs> I tried to figure it out. And then it was like 17 paragraphs. And I was like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't read this without Flint. I'm sorry. sorry, Flint. I'm sure you're important. I'm sure you're like really cool and really badass. But so um, I also have it written down that rumor has it no matter how much flesh a Wendigo consumes, they will remain hungry. So I was going to say okay. like. Two times the height of a normal person, always hungry, cursed. Like, I think you're describing me. Right? Okay. Well, you're like really tall and I'm really short. <laughs> so this is why we work really well. Together. Sure, I think I'm like a foot and a half taller <laughs> um, than you. 100%. I'm literally 4'11". Yeah, I'm 6'1". Love that for us. Um, So going into like the physical attributes of like a Wendigo, um, some people describe these creatures as approximately 14.8 to 15 feet tall. Um, the standard description for, or from the Algonquian members, um, say that they've seen them with glowing eyes, long yellow fangs, and long tongues, which is not cute. Um, and then some people even said that they appear to have yellowish skin and others describe them having matted hair and decaying skin. You know what that reminds me of, though? Like, do you want to know what, like, I'm picturing in my head? It's, um, have you ever seen Big Mouth on Netflix? (gasps) The monster from Big Mouth, it sounds like, is a Wendigo. Chill out. (laughs) He was a little scary looking. So when I think Wendigo, I think Crypt Keeper meets Hormone Monster. (laughs) Great. So that's a solid look for him. Um, so going into like the legend of the Wendigo, um, I found and read that Wendigos were supposedly once humans. However, they were turned into this monstrous creature as a result from turning to cannibalism, even if it was a means of survival. And then I actually, I don't know if you were ever on Vine or anything, but I literally have in my notes, hashtag Oh my God, he on survival mode. (laughs) So I don't know if you get that right. But if anyone out there does... I hope you enjoy it. If it's it. a fine, I get it. <laughs> um, Don't worry. Perfect. Yes. Love that. Because <laughs> um, rest in peace, fine. That was What's your favorite vine? <sighs> I have so many. Oh, my gosh. My best. Okay. My favorite one is probably ooh, Road Work Ahead. That's a good one. 
I sure hope it does. And then I won't say it because it's not a good word. And I don't know how, uh, how, what the rating of this podcast is, but the one where he says F you chicken strips <laughs> is another one. I'm- it's like the hot tub one. It's so catchy. <gasps> oh my God. I'm going to say that one. I was like, what? I don't know if I should, but Who yes, dudes? no, I like yeah, that I one. I like too. that one. That one's a really good okay, one. Okay. Back to this murderous um, cannibal and story. Then, right. <laughs> I said, Dagos are believed to have been warriors who resulted in taking part of making a deal with the devil in order to save their tribes and in turn were transformed into the Wendigo. And then once peace was kind of obtained throughout the tribe or whatever, you know, war was going on, um, the warrior, now that they've been turned into a Wendigo, um, was forced to live as an outcast among the tribe within the forest. So they were no longer welcome back into the tribe they basically sacrificed a normal life so that their tribe could you know keep going be peaceful why couldn't they turn them back like if they could turn them that way to like have them fight why couldn't they like thank them and make them people again girl because he made a deal with the devil you think the devil forgives people sorry you're right no problem he don't um I also have written that some people actually believe that the warrior or the human still resides within the Wendigo frozen where the heart is so the only true way to kill a Wendigo is to kill the person in them as well by going straight through the heart. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't know if you have to use like something specific, like, you know, some people you have to use like a certain type of metal yeah, or whatever, but I didn't find anything like that. So if you're wondering where you can find a Wendigo, you know, if you're feeling frisky and you're feeling brave and you want to say it with your chest and go find We're one going on a wendigo they're believed- gonna catch oh my a gosh, big you- i love that <laughs> oh my gosh that was good so i have that they're believed to roam forests as we've you know talked about and then apparently between 1800 and 1920s they were supposedly spotted a lot near a town called rozo rozo in northern Minnesota. I don't know if you've heard of that. Risotto. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then apparently once it was seen or every time it was seen, an unexpected death would follow. So that's kind of a little spooky, ooky, ooky. That's scary. Uh, also, so I sent y'all, I don't, I can't show you the video or the pictures through audio, but I sent them to Kel. Um, you know, those pictures yeah, I sent they are you? Creepy as heck. Was, I know. I was like, Oh my gosh. So the whole video is about this guy who claims he saw Wendigo. He was in his house chilling. And the next thing he knows, he hears something on the top of his house. And he's like, oh, what? Like, um, my first thought would have been like, Santa, (laughs) reindeer. But, you know, that's probably not what it was. My first thought would not be Wendigo need to get a gun. You know, nothing like that. That might be my first thought. I thought aliens. Honestly, genuinely would have thought like, okay, aliens, 100%. That's a good good Um, guess. But he goes out there and starts like climbing on the side of his house to see what is on the top of his house, like on his roof. And then next thing he sees are these glowing eyes and this person crouched on the other side of like where the roof makes the little point. And I was like, what the heck? And he said he like went back to go get his gun to like shoot at it. And when he came back up, it just like crawled away and ran off before he could like shoot it. I don't like that. Cause I'm trying- what animal could that have been? Like, I don't know. Like, you could have four literal limbs and look and have human eyes and just be chilling in this like weird contortion on someone's roof. I'd rather I'd rather it be a Wendigo right? than like a weird dude just chilling on yeah. your roof. True. Um. Also, I have a little fun fact here um, that some people, which I call bull on this, honestly, 
or at least for the first part of this. Some people claim that the Wendigo is a relative of Bigfoot. Uh, no. Bigfoot seems too nice to be a Wendigo. Yeah, he just does his own thing. I'm just going to say it. Right. I mean, he don't do nothing. He just chills in the woods. I mean, walks real slow, (laughs) leaves big footprints, and that's about it. Yeah, he minds his own. I kind of didn't But then, right? I mean, no wonder he's been laying low for so long. No one's found him yet because he just minds his own business. How respectable. So, that's my... I know. And then some people say, like, okay, maybe not Bigfoot. They might be more of a relative of, like, a werewolf which I can see that 100%. Um, especially if they have, like, skeleton-like, mm, I don't know. I don't like especially it. Especially, like, the there's so, a human uh, and, like, an animal, and they're, like, together. I kind of see it, like, more like a werewolf. Right. Okay, I envision it looking like, have you seen Harry Potter? Of course. Okay, good. So, you know when, like, Ramus starts turning into that crazy-looking Yeah, wolf? werewolf, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, when that full moon hits, when he's looking, like, humanoid meets Real wolf scraggly. right before he's full. Before. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking a Wendigo is. Like, that's what I see I in see my it. head. And, it's, and a lot of the Google images or drawings or interpretations actually look similar to that as well. Okay. So most sightings apparently, even present day, occur in Minnesota. I don't know why Minnesota. Or Canada. AKA uh, places that can get real cold. I have a house in Minnesota, like super, super far north. I'm like, it's so remote. Like if you drive up there, there's like three hours of seeing nobody. And we've seen like bears and deers and like all these crazy animals up there. I'm going to keep an eye out for a Wendigo. Like if there's anywhere to find it, it's going to be like in our like backwoods island up there. Oh, 100%. Honestly, that sounds terrifying being so far away from people and civilization. It is so scary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look. That I'm going to hunt for Wendigos. Oh my God. Well, keep me on FaceTime the whole time. So like if you do go missing, I, I know what's There's up. no internet. <gasps> That's exactly. even scarier. Like, no internet, no running water. No, Are no, you It's lying? definitely a murder cabin from a Wendigo, but I've been like going up there so long. It just doesn't scare me anymore. That is craziness. Oh my gosh. Okay, then. Well, yeah, there is probably there one out there. Is. <laughs> it's like prime real estate for a Wendigo. Yeah. There's no 100%. humans up there. It's pretty much just us. Uh, exactly. So, and that that brings me to my next point. Wendigos do not pursue their prey. So if Kel gets eaten, it's going to be on I her. See, I see because that. <laughs> they are believed to use their ability to mimic human voices and lure people into forests away from civilization, which it sounds like you there is no civilization. civilization. So I literally have in parentheses, Uber eats, but make it cannibal. <laughs> I, I go running in those woods up there, like when I'm up there, and it's just like no people up there. But if I heard someone from the forest be like, come this way, I'd be like, okay. Like, I don't, I would just do it. Like, I don't think about stuff. Oh my gosh, you sound like that person from a horror film, the first one that's oh, like, yeah. hello? Oh yeah, 100%. I would be the first one to die. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, And then to kind of like round everything up, I have a story time, a quick little story. Um, so it is the story of Swift Runner. That is his Native American name. Uh, I don't know his real name. I just know he goes by Swift Runner and that might actually be his Uh, real name. Um, so basically Swift Runner is a Native American man who in 1879 during the winter murdered and ate his whole family. He, uh, killed his wife and five children by means of an axe and shooting. Um, and I actually have a little quote here from Murderpedia. Shout out to them. At first, Swift Runner became haunted by dreams. A Wendigo spirit called on him to consume the people around him. The spirit crept through his mind, gradually taking control. Finally, he was a Wendigo and Swift Runner was no longer. Then the Wendigo killed and ate Swift, Swift Runner's wife. Um, 
They claimed, or Swift Runner claimed he was possessed by a Wendigo spirit, yet ultimately he was tried and hanged for his crimes. Um, they later labeled this uh, possession, he said, as Wendigo psychosis, which they ultimately defined as an aberration characterized by grand delusions and cannibalistic impulses that anthropologists have identified in several Canadian Indian cultures. Um, so I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that's not in the DSM-5. Wendigo, what was it? Wendigo uh, insanity? Wendigo psychosis. Wendigo psychosis. I love it. That is a very, very pinpointed, specialized definition for cannibalistic impulses. Do you think it is in the DSM-5? I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up because I'm intrigued. You know, psychology major over here, but I've never heard of Wendigo psychosis in my life until I saw this on Murderpedia. I'm Googling it. Um, and apparently... As crazy as this sounds, there were actually multiple other stories supposedly similar to Swift Runners that took place anywhere from northern Quebec all the way to the Rockies. The DSM-5 mentions um, Wendigo psychosis, but it de-emphasizes specific conditions for the term Wendigo psychosis. Instead, it's an insatiable wow. craving for okay. human flesh, dot, dot, dot. I didn't click on the article. Whoa, okay. Insert the little gif of the more you know. <laughs> With the little rainbow. Who would have thought that was in the actual DSM? Okay, good to know. And as always, you know, since we are a podcast about the unexplainable, I did decide to kind of like throw in a little, I called it Mythbusters, you know, someone trying to explain what exactly this could be, like what could cause this idea or this legend. Uh, to wrap everything up, whether or not you believe in Wendigos or not, uh, those who do not believe, um, which would be many anthropologists, believe that this concept of the Wendigo actually developed as a coping mechanism or depiction after natives actually came in contact with Europeans and witnessed and endured horrific violence. So essentially, the Europeans were the Wendigos. The cannibalism, well, I don't know nothing about them Europeans, so they may have been crazy like that. But I know they were definitely vile and cruel and very, you know, not good at all. Um, so I don't know if they went as far as cannibalism, but I can definitely see how, like, you know, you make up the boogeyman, yeah. you know, like a boogeyman for a little kid could be like a robber or something like that. Something that's totally yeah. rational. But yeah, until I see a Wendigo, it's up in the air. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist, but I'm not going to say it does. So when you go to Minnesota next, keep me posted because apparently if you're going to find one, you're going to find yeah, you one come there. with me. There's no hot water, no running water, um, no lights. Uh, you have to take a two-hour boat ride to get to the island. The island is really tiny, um, and then there's a log cabin on it. So what do you do? Not, not much. We swim. We bathe in the water. Um, the water's freezing, like 40 degrees, because it's Minnesota. And uh, once a week, we go to the shop up the street. Not as exciting as it sounds. Do not worry, because <laughs> I was not thinking that was very exciting. So it sounds like that is intense. That's what it sounds like. That's a better I word. love that story, though, about the Wendigo. I'm really going to like be nervous next time I'm running in the woods. I'm actually, well, I say I'm going to look into my forest, but AKA they've already torn everything down and are building the next phase of our Aww. subdivision. But um, I will continue until TikTok is fully banned to, you know, look up and see if anyone has any other occurrences like that. Um, Cause I think they ended up going back and debunking the Wendigo thing about that, you know, those two girls hearing the screams mm -hmm. or whatever. 
Um, supposedly, if you kept going into the forest, which <laughs> girl, I would be like, uh, it's a no for me. I'm gonna call nine one one. But apparently, they did call nine one one, and the cops went back there and like walked through the woods to see if there was you know someone hurt or whatever. And apparently, there was like an insane asylum not too far, and they had like a wreck field where this woman had like hallucinations and psychosis of like being sexually abused and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, I hate so, that. Right? That is, like, maybe it should have been a Wendigo. Yeah, that, it doesn't debunk the fact that there's a Wendigo. Right. I mean, can, hey, maybe that Wendigo was mimicking her maybe. voice. Maybe. Like, the way she looked. Oh, so creepy. I know. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, get up into it, because I am so okay, excited. This is my your favorite field. story that I think oh. exists. Um, it is the story of the Devetlov Pass. Is that how you say it? I, I tried with Devetlov. And I'm going to try to say all their names, which might be a little bit rough, but I'm going to try. Hey, I'm I'm your moral support. You okay. got it, girl. Go for it. So in January of 1959, two women whose names were Zin- Zinadea Kolomarnagavo. I'm going to do first names from now on. Um, Zendaya and Ludmilla. <laughs> and seven men, Igor, Yuri, Yuri, Alex, Yuri, and Nikolai. Um, all went into the woods together to go on a hike. And these were all um, university students who were like really like well-trained hikers. And they were going to go on another one of their expeditions. They had been doing this for a long time. Like they were, this was their thing. This is what they all like to do together. And they got along well together. So this adventure started at the Ural Mountains. And they started at a town called Edvel, I-V-E-D-L. The university that they were at were the Ural Polytechnic Institute. And um, this would give them their highest hiking certification. So they were not newbies at this. Um, When they first got to the town, they had a good time at the camp. They were with the locals. They ate bread. They celebrated. Um, They just, like, you know, got hyped for their little trip. Um, Yuri, uh, the first day when they had only walked a little bit, said he had rheumatism and he was bummed, but he had to stay back because uh, his sciatic nerve was hurting, but that eventually saved his life. Okay, yeah, that would be me, though, for real. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. Like, it's literally, guys, my hip is really bothering me. Like, I know all we did was take shots last night at the bar. It's my but, hip. Like, it's it's really not my hangover. Oh, exactly, <laughs> truly. Um, so I do have a question. Do you know, like, in comparison, how intense this hike is, like, compared to, like, doing Mount Everest or anything Compared like to that? Everest, I don't know. I know it's, like, negative 20, but... I think it's all rough. Oh, I, I mean, I imagine so. I can, I can literally only imagine me trying to. I probably would not even make it. Like, yeah, like feet, it's. I don't know, honestly. like in comparison, how hard it is hiking up a frozen mountain, but like it's still hiking up a frozen mountain. So it's hard, but not so gotcha. hard that like other people don't do it. Like I'll bring this up later, but the route was um, certified as like a regular hiking route. Um, but now that okay. this one guy backed out, Yuri, they had an extra spot, so a stranger named Seaman. Seymon, S-E-Y-M-O-N, not Seaman, oh my goodness, Seymon. <laughs> but okay, I'm glad you S-E-Y-M-O-N, clarified that. S-E-Y-M-O-N, Seymon, Seymon, joined the group. Um, He was a little bit older, whatever his name is. Um, He was a little bit older. They were a little bit like, you know, you're crashing our style, whatever, but he ended up joining in with them. Please hold. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> For everyone listening, we just kicked ourselves out of the call somehow, almost deleted it all, and uh, it took a 45-minute intermission. 
<laughs> Yay. And now we are both drinking alcohol because that's yes. much needed. <laughs> I have my glass of wine right here. Okay, cool. What was so I even let's saying? Just talking about was Samon. Got it. Samon. We can just cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that was actually a word from our sponsors anyway. So I was going to read a quote on what the what the hikers said in their diaries. So they all kept diaries to show like how great of a trip it was going. And um, this is what one of them wrote about the first day of the trip. In the train, we all sang songs accompanied by a mandolin, she wrote. Then out of the blue, this really drunk guy came up to one of our boys and accused them of stealing a bottle of vodka. He demanded back and threatened to punch them in the teeth. But he couldn't prove anything. Eventually, he got lost. We sang and sang. No one ever noticed how we slipped into the discussion about love and kisses in particular. So, like, these are just kids. Yeah. Like, no one have polar opposites. We wanted to get punched in the teeth. Uh, oh, that was like a, a guy love. on the train. Yeah. So they're just, like, having a good time, like, being silly kids. Like, they took silly photos. And, like, a cute thing that they did is they wrote a little, like, um newspaper at the end of every day where they each wrote little like notes and they like drew little pictures and they had a whole little newspaper going um so they could just tell what was going on like later when they went back and looked at these journals like they were having a great time with this newspaper on the 31st of january so three days after they left they had been walking and hiking and um skiing through the mountainside which i would not do for fun um (laughs) They arrived at the edge of a canyon about a mile from a tree line. There was pretty bad weather, um, so they had gotten a little bit off course, um, but that wasn't really a big deal. They were less than a mile off course, and it seems like they had already realized. But with the way you like hike out there, um, it's pretty easy to get a mile or so off. Um, so they ended up setting up camp where they were instead of going up to the trees. There are two reasons that they think maybe they did that. Maybe because they didn't want to backtrack if the weather was getting bad. Maybe they didn't want to walk um a mile back up the mountain when they didn't have to or maybe because they just wanted to practice camping on like an open slope um the group's leader his name was igor devetlov which actually is where the pass got its name since they were moving up a level to the level three hikers uh which is the highest certification you can get in russia at the time maybe he wanted to practice and you know so the group had some experience camping uh, somewhere not perfect but I feel like that's really last minute practice but like i yeah. guess if it's a really big hike then maybe that wasn't super last minute because there's no tele- yeah. a really like textbook hike for them like this is something that they did all the time did so it say it, like how long the hike was supposed to last it was supposed to be yeah i have the date written in here february 12th was when he said he would let them know and they started um in just in january so it was like weeks oh wow okay um, yeah but he said around February 12th because he didn't know exactly how many days it would be. Igor Dvetlov was like, okay, set up camp, and they did. Sometime that night after setting up camp, setting up dinner, and then cooking, something happened. Oh, Lord. So uh, dinner was still set up. The camp was set up. But they don't know what happened right after that, before cooking. Days later, people found the tent. Um, it was cut open from the inside, and there was nine sets of footprints. That were running outside. Each footprint either had boots, bare feet, or one boot and one barefoot. And they were all leaving Ooh. the tent. So everyone ran out of the tent and there was no other footprints nearby. They were sitting down for dinner. Something made them take a knife to the side of their tent, not use the zipper, but just run down the mountain into the cold in their bare feet. There was a camera set up on the homemade tripod. Everything else was still set up how it would have been for dinner, except for the tent was cut open from the inside. 
It took so long to find them because Igor Devetlov said he'd call around February 12th, 1959. Um, and it wasn't until February 20th that they actually went out to find them and February 26th that they found them. Once they found the tent, they went out looking for the hikers. The first three bodies they found were about one mile from camp by the tree line, which is where they originally thought they should camp. Oh, sorry, I missed a part. I know, story of our lives. Not going to delete the audio this time. So the people who went to go find exactly. <laughs> the people who went to go find the hikers, um, there was a group of them, and one of them was native to that area, and they found a little flask of vodka. And um, as they were preparing a toast, as the Russians were preparing a toast, one of the native guys said, "Let's not drink to their health, but to their eternal peace." So he oh. already knew there was something real wrong with what was going on. And then yeah. right after that That's is when perfect. they found the three bodies about a mile from camp where they should have been camping at the tree line. These two okay. bodies were found around a small fire that had burned out. There was two bodies, the one of Kriv Krivonanshnikio and Poroshenko. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, yep, that's it. Those two um, were found wearing only their underwear and no shoes. Um, the tree that they were with had broken branches, showing that they had climbed up about five to ten feet and then obviously not made it all the way up. And Yuri, one of the men, had bitten one of his knuckles. So no one really knows what they were doing, why they were naked, why they had climbed the tree or started the fire. A little bit later, the next bodies were found in between the first bodies in the camp. Those were Dvetlov, the leader, Kolomangarva, and Slobodin. Slobodin was more well-dressed, and he had a fractured skull. So it shows that he had probably taken clothes off of one of the, the two dead, and something had killed him that was too strong for a human to have done, and there was no outward injury, but his... His skull was fractured. The other two were in their mm. underwear, and they died. All of them died. Looks like they were crawling back to the tent. And they were each about 600 feet apart from each other, so it's not like they were all together. They were all spread out. Each one died on their tummies facing the tent, like they were crawling back. So many questions. I have so many questions. I'm just telling the story, and then we're going to get to the theory. The last four were found about two months later under a, a little bit of a snow pile. Um, about 250 feet farther into the tree line than the first two bodies to be discovered. And these three are the ones that really get questionable. Nikolai had a fractured skull, but no outward injuries. Alexander had a wound behind his ear and a twisted neck that looks like it could have been broken before he died, but also could just be the snow buildup to twist his neck, but it was suspicious looking. Ludmilla and Seaman both had many broken ribs and fractured skulls, but no outward injuries to their bodies. So it's like something from the inside crushed them out, but didn't damage their skin. Later, later, it was discovered that both of their eyes had been extracted with no damage to their sockets, showing that they had been almost like, like they weren't pecked out by birds. They had been extracted. And Ludmilla's ton- tongue was cut off at the base of this. Oh my God. So that's not what, a good sign. That's what they found. And then nobody knows what happened, really. But there is a lot of theories on what could have happened to these people. Do you have any guesses? Do you have any favorite theories? Listen, I'm going to go off of the theory that was in the movie that was based off of this. I think this is some government stuff. Like, they were a little too close to somewhere they shouldn't have been. I do like that theory. Like, like I don't know, because in the movie it got a little crazy. Because, like, they found this, like, I don't know, almost like a time travel, time warp thing. Time warp. Okay, like, I did not see that part, but that... So maybe I'm making that up. But no, I genuinely think I remember they were, like, in part of, like, some type of government thing, and they threw them in, like, a cellar or a locked vault or something, and they were around this big old... I don't even know, some government piece of technology. I'll have to look it up, but I think it had to do with the government. Or... Unless the damn, what is that thing called? A Yeti? A Yeti. 
I just don't understand how something could break someone from the inside. I, um, okay, so I do have the military as one of the theories, but first, the most obvious theory is hypothermia. Um, that would make sense why they had all died, obviously, because they were laying in the snow in negative 20 degree weather. And it does explain the undressing. Uh, there's a thing called paradoxical undressing, which is when you get too far into hypothermia, your body almost, you know, wants to make itself comfortable. So your brain will think it's hot and you'll start taking clothes off before you die, which would make sense. You would take your clothes off, but why would that have caused them to cut themselves out of the tent? and run into the forest all at the same time. And that doesn't explain um, the missing eyes. That doesn't, that doesn't explain anything. A bitten off knuckle, no. a tongue cut at the base, girl. He bit his what? own knuckle off. So no. maybe if he really was freaking out and freezing to death, I see how that could happen. But they didn't all jump out of the tent because they were freezing. That's yeah, a weak that theory. one gives me a hard I mean, no. That one might have killed right? him once they had left the tent, but that didn't get him out of the tent. Exactly. Okay. Especially yeah. not like they were setting up dinner and then all of a sudden they were like, let's flee into the woods. Like, no, they had their, and this was like the fifth day of this expedition. So no, they did not right. go crazy from hypothermia and run away. Exactly. The next theory I have is the military. Okay. A good thing that makes it sound like maybe the military was involved is this extra guy, Simon. He did fight in World War II. He told them that. He was about 10 years older than all of the others. This was the extra guy, right? Yeah, that this just is came the extra left. guy. But by all accounts, mm. he was just a totally normal guy. Um, if he was in the K KGB, like that is a theory. They don't know why he would want to join this group of kids, basically, to go on their hike with them. He really didn't have any, like, there's no reason for the Russian government to want these people dead, basically. So they wouldn't send this guy okay. in with them. Also, he was found as one of the two people with their eyes extracted. So he didn't. If he was in, in charge, he wouldn't have been able to extract his own eye, eyes, lie down, and die. Right. Bold. So yeah. I don't think he had anything to do with it, even though he was part of the military. And another reason it could be, yes, is this case was classified right away. But also it was Soviet Russia. So things were classified immediately, whether or not they were big deal or I not. Mean, yeah. Um, another point to the military is the clothing of the two that had died and were found in their underwear around the fire had radiation on them. And then that oh, clothing, girl, yeah, what? they were their Geiger counters or whatever that they had out there showed it was like crazy high radiation. And two of the bodies yeah. that were found in the ravine months later without the tongue was wearing some of these clothes, showing that like once those two had died, maybe they had taken their clothes to try to survive. And just the clothes had the radiation. That's like one of the theories is that there was an experiment out there. They got too close to it. Something with radiation, something with the government. Like Russian Area 51. Yeah, like Russian Area 51. Okay. So yeah. all those point to the government. But some things that don't point to it is this route was approved by the government. They didn't just wander out right. onto the route. They were about a mile off path. But if, if Soviet Russia was really trying to hide something in the woods up there, they want to prove a route one mile past it, is my a thought. A little too close for comfort there. Yeah, exactly. So if they had approved it, I feel, you know, they were pretty confident that they weren't going to stumble on anything. And also the right. Soviet Union was pretty powerful back then and if they wanted to make a bunch of bodies disappear they had so many ways to do it that wasn't just dumping them on the mountain to be found and it doesn't explain why they didn't go out the zipper of their tent it doesn't explain why they cut themselves out of their tent if they had been approached right. by military people something yeah. scared them so the military i guess it could make sense but it just seems like a lot of extra steps that would go into either trying to hide these people or they could have just said no you can't hike here altogether Another theory is an avalanche, obviously, but the tent was not under snow. None of the bodies were under snow, and there was just no avalanche that day. So, whoever came up with that theory, girl, you you are reaching for straws at that point. Exactly. Um, this one was pretty cool. It's infrasound, um, which is a low echo that mm. 
is from the wind that can cause insanity. And it's only a theory, but in theory, it can happen in these woods. It's like a sound lower than what we can hear, but it like causes people to really freak out and like lose their mind and almost go insane. And that could almost explain the internal injuries that could have happened because um, their skin wasn't damaged, but the inside of their bodies looked like they'd been hit by cars, which would explain it. But it doesn't explain why they all at once had this insanity and ran away. And it doesn't explain the missing eyes and tongue. Okay. And it also, does that sound just form? Yeah. How does that... I don't know exactly because it's physics, but it's something to do with the way the wind swirl around, like bounce off of the mountains that causes that like really low, like really loud sound. So I don't know exactly how it works, but in theory, if it is real, it could have happened in the mountains. Ooh, that's like a stretch for me, but like physics, like you said, I don't know. I don't understand physics, so it sounds plausible, but I don't think that would cause them to all at once go crazy. And again, the tongue, don't cut out your own tongue. Yeah, I know. Um, this one you mentioned, the Yeti. That would get you right out of your tent. You'd run fast. Um, you wouldn't put on your shoes or your pants. But there were no Yeti footprints, and all the injuries Mm -hmm. were internal, and there was no external injuries. So they don't think that was involved. Um, I have a quote from the Maasai people for this next one, which I think is fun. So the Maasai people, Mansai, M-A-N-S-I, um, they were the reindeer okay. herders who fed mushrooms to their Ooh. reindeer and then drank the pee to get high, which is kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> they were the closest civilization to this area. And that's what they did is they raised their reindeer, fed them mushrooms, and in the afternoon they'd have some fun with mushroom pee. I don't know exactly how it was, but they had a good time. Um, they used it for rituals and stuff. <laughs> um, but they've been doing that for forever, and they've never had any history of violence when doing it. Um, and there was no footprints in the snow. Um, Okay, I'm glad you said that, though, because that was going to be my next question. Like, has anyone considered, like, I just feel like when you hear about people having their eyeballs extracted or, like, their tongue cut out at the base, like, that is just straight, like, voodoo. Yeah, exactly. Like, some kind of black magic, some Green Inferno. I don't know if you've seen that movie. I haven't, but but I get the Green Inferno. Yeah, like non-civilized, you know, their own tribe kind of people. Exactly. And this make is up kind of world. what this tribe is. Um, but they've been drinking like this hallucinogenic reindeer pee for forever. And they've never had a history of violence with it. And there was a quote about how Soviet Russia would have murdered them. No questions asked. They would have thrown us in prison because it was such a cruel time. An older woman who was 80 at the time named Valerie said, in those days, people were executed by a firing squad without investigation or a trial. So she says, like, if the government thought we had anything to do with it, they would have just ended us. Like, you know, they would have blamed it on us so fast if they could. And they did. it. True. It is Russia, because I'm going to tell you right now, they are hardcore. I just had a professor from Russia and she said, like, they do not care. Like with the coronavirus, like if you went out without a mask, you're going to be charged with like first degree murder because you just killed someone. Yeah. Inevitably. They you are, spread your germ. Yeah. They're hardcore over there. So I understand like, yeah. especially back in the Soviet Russia in the sixties, if they could have like, and people were pointing their finger at the government about this, if they could have said, no, it was them. You think they would have. Right. Right. And again, like these people have no reason to go out and kill the hikers because hikers come through there pretty often. Like you said. Yeah. And there's no footprints. This is too much for my so little brain. Um, and now my favorite theory is aliens. Ooh, get into it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here's a quote from one of the younger brothers of one of the men. Oh my gosh. Um, True. So Yuri, he was 12 years old when he saw a picture of his older brother in the coffin. He said, the coffins were open. I could see the skin on their faces was a weird color, the color of bricks. 
There was nothing oh. in the newspapers, but everyone was talking about it. We thought it must be something secret. So their hair oh, was yeah. gray, their skin was messed up, they didn't look like humans anymore, and like the way they had decayed is different from someone who had been mummified in the snow. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, they interviewed an 80-year-old woman who was alive during the time in the Mansai tribe, whose name was Sanka, S-A-N-K-A. She said, a bright burning object appeared. It was wider in the front and narrower in the back with a tail and sparks flying off of it. And there was a couple other people who explained this object in the sky nearby around the same time, both before and after. Oh my god. So it's aliens. You don't have to actually read anything else. Like, it's aliens. <laughs> it's yeah. Clear. Um, clear as day. It's alien. It would it's explain aliens. the radiation on the coats, especially on the two with the, you know how I said the branches were broken where they tried yeah. to climb them. Well, there's another theory that the alien theory is that they were trying to hold on and were being ganked up by aliens into oh my a god. ship. Yeah. Um, that makes so much sense. That would explain why those two had uh, radiation on their clothes. And it would also explain just the trauma of wanting to bite your own knuckles off. Um, um yeah. Also, truly. that would explain the missing eyes and tongue if they had wanted to take those for research or something. Oh my god, yeah. Probing, trophies, yeah. like, that's their version of hunting, to so, be honest. The cut-off tongue and the missing eyes could have been taken there. Um, that would get you out of your tent. It wouldn't leave footprints. Oh my god. And, um, I can only imagine. The most, the part that I think is the most pointed at it is the group would take a lot of pictures of each other and they're actually so cute they just look like these like high school Aww. or college kids they're in college just like having a good time like hugging on each other like they're having a great time but the camera was found on a fake tripod pointed up at the sky oh girl chill out i'm next to a window right now i'm getting <laughs> chills this is spooky oogie oogie so, it, it's cloudy up there it's gross up there it's nighttime they don't know what in the sky they would have been trying to take a picture of since all the other pictures were of them hiking and of you know their selves and that kind of thing so that's my theory. That's aliens, but there's a million other theories, but that's all that I covered. Yeah. If it's not black magic, if it's not voodoo, if it's not some uncivilized tribe that has some weird ritual, it's aliens. That's my end theory on that. Yes, queen, you tell them. It's aliens. We were originally oh going to make this an all alien podcast, and we're going to call it Get Out of Our Space, and we realized that there was way too much we had to cover that didn't involve aliens, so we had to tweak it. I feel like everything we're going to be like, so alien. I'm just saying, it always is a theory. Oh my gosh, that got, that had me spooked. I know, I like got nervous. Oh like gosh. I was making these like notes, and I like get nervous every time I read it, and I'm like, even if it is you guys, it's okay. Like you don't have to come for me next. Like you don't want my ass. spooky ooky ooky. I do not like it, but I love it. Jinkies. That's our first that episode. Was, that was intense. Okay, love that for us. You guys can oh, uh, send okay. us mail at uh, our Gmail and our Instagram. Yeah, let it out, girl. It is uh, get outer here at gmail dot com and get outer here on Instagram. Love that. Please follow. Please email. Please send us Even if anything. it's hate mail, send us something. <laughs> I've never gotten hate mail. That would be my first. That'd be fun. <gasps> Ooh, we love a new experience. <laughs> oh, but if you're an alien, we'd really love to hear from you. 10 out of 10, you know, I am intergalactic, so. Yeah, yeah. you could find your, like, long-lost family. Iconic, truly. Alrighty, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and hopefully next time we won't have to take a 45-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, y'all. Now get out of here. Yay. Bye. Bye.